Survival Podcast, the podcast for the Kardashian connoisseur. Um, this is also the post slap episode. Just kidding. We won't do that. <laughs> Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. My favorite part was when Chris Rock was like, almost broke character a little bit because he stayed f- pretty composed. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, I will. <laughs> No, I put it in my dad is like blabbering on about like chores or something. You're like, okay, take the trash out. Okay, (laughs) keep your yeah, keep your wife's name out of my mouth. Yeah, sure. I got it. I got it. I just put in my Instagram bio. It was a GI Jane joke. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite part. It was a GI Jane joke. It felt like I was watching kids like at the like in a cafeteria or something. Well, if we want to get into this now, I'll Let's tell my story. So as everyone who's listened to this podcast knows, weird shit goes down mm-hmm. when I'm not quote unquote online. Mm-hmm. I am always online. Same. Always. Girl, every hour of every single day. I watched the Oscars <laughs> from end to end. And ordinarily, like in years past, I would watch with Kelsey, our friend of pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we both like love to check like Twitter and Instagram, like live to see like what people are saying and like mm-hmm. pictures of dresses and stuff. And you, so at the beginning of the ceremony, we were sending each other stuff, but then I think it just kind of was like, I was getting kind of tired. And I feel like I always feel guilty when I'm watching with someone like my boyfriend who's like, maybe not as into that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, trying to like, you know, maintain conversation with him we like made dinner he goes to the store so I wasn't necessarily checking Twitter and Instagram yeah but I'm like watching this show and at some point he went to the store and I like went to the bathroom and when I got back to my phone Kelsey's like did you just see what happened and she literally texted me when they announced La La Land (laughs) instead of uh, moonlight and I turned off my TV because I was so mad. She was like, Kathleen, turn it back oh on. Oh my God. Yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, no, they didn't. But go ahead. Sorry. But like for whatever reason, when she texted me, she's like, did you see it happen? I was like, no, question mark. And then she sent this other text. I never looked at it. And then we kept watching and both of us <laughs> were kind of, we were eating our dinner and we were both kind of like, well, Smith's like very emotional about this speech. Like, Wow. You're like, wow. <laughs> Open the floodgates. That was like one of the only movies that we watched too. So we were kind of yeah. like, oh yeah, I guess I could see like uh, Yeah, you're like, oh, I guess. Character. Sure. We're kind of, that was, I'm not sure I'm following. <laughs> and yeah, because King like, Richard is definitely still alive. Like he's not yeah. like dead or anything. <laughs> so we're kind of like, okay. And then like, again, ordinarily this type of stuff, I'm always checking Twitter, like sports events. Like I always go on Twitter, like right after to see like what the hot takes are. But for whatever reason, we were just both so tired when it was finally done. Yeah. That we were like, yeah, it's fine. Like, let's go to bed. We like turn on the TV, fall asleep. At, like five in the morning, like pee break. I finally look at Kelsey's text <laughs> and she's like, so Will Smith went on stage and slapped Chris Rock in the face and then went back to his seat and the show just kept going. And I was like, what? And I was like <laughs> thinking it was something that was like off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then I'm looking, then I'm like looking at Twitter. I'm looking at our like Facebook group, all these things. I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> and I was like, I, I, like I have no idea how the single most 
like insane moment of Academy Award history happened while I was literally actively watching the Academy Awards. Like, no joke. I think it was while I was in the bathroom. Well, and dear, I was watching and I was really excited about Chris Rock. If everyone knows. I was like, oh, be quiet. Chris Rock's on stage. And then I was like, holy shit. Um, yeah. My thing, my my general take is that uh, Will Smith, this is why we have to stop putting celebrities on a pedestal. I say that to myself, too. Because I had this moment with uh, Kanye West where I was like, oh, shit, you're a human. Never mind. And I think we might all have that now with Will Smith because it's easy to put Will Smith on a pedestal because he's done a great job with branding as like, oh, I don't cuss in my rap music and I make blockbuster. Like Will Smith has never had to make a black movie. He's never had to be in a Tyler Perry movie. He's never had to do a Friday. Like he's like out the gate blockbuster. I have this family. We're such a great unit. We communicate. I'm doing all this work on myself. Me and Jay Shetty go get ice cream together. Like he's set it up that he's just this moral this guy with a huge moral compass. Even the Bel Air reunion was like all about him and Janet healing and oh, I've just done so much work on myself. But I think what we saw at the Oscars was like, I don't think you have, you're not done doing the work which is clear. <laughs> have it all together. Yeah, you don't have it all together, which is fine. But I think the pressure of trying to be okay all the time, even when your wife's going to Red Tabletop talking about entanglement and you're forced to just sit there and be like, yeah, we worked through it. Like, and that like, was then. And this little, is now. like TikTok type videos with James yeah. friends and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely like, we, it, of course, I don't, Natalie and I are either cursed or being like followed by the FBI or something. <laughs> Because it was something that had, you know, the the Kardashians and the Smiths have crossed paths several times. And we've talked about it over the years in the podcast. But for, for whatever reason, when we were talking with Ryan from So Bad It's Good on Thursday last week, the Smiths came up. And we yeah. were talking about their relationship and how, you know, this whole press tour for King Richard plus Will Smith had a book that came out and Jada had her red table thing. And it's just kind of like, they've been, we've been like oversaturated with them. Yeah. And like, Mm -hmm. I can't remember if I said it on Ryan's podcast or if we said it last week, but just like the similarities with the Kardashians where they're like following this old PR playbook from like old Hollywood. And I felt like it was kind of a weird pivot once he started getting into award season Mm -hmm. that him and Jada were trying to be like the perfect couple again, which is, so very 2000 and late yeah like, <laughs> I was like we don't really care if you guys like hit the red carpet together like at all and like or are we matching to, like suspend disbelief or like forget all the weird shit we've heard from you <laughs> in the last like year yeah. plus mm-hmm. so I felt kind of like weird about it anyways but then mm-hmm. Once, like, the situation goes down and you take some time to examine it and mm-hmm. I said this in our Facebook group like some of the worst takes were from white women who think of themselves as like liberal or whatever, left-leaning like allies were like, I don't condemn violence at all. And just, like, everybody was putting their foot in their mouth. And I was like, this is a very layered yeah, interaction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm going to sit this one out. Like, I don't think <laughs> I have a particularly strong point of view for any of the parties involved exactly. other than like, as Jay-Z once said, Nobody wins when the family feuds. It's like you've got race, you have 
wealth. You have the academy, like garbage. You have toxic masculinity. Yeah. You have cancel culture. You have history. You have all these things. And it's just like, there is no right answer. Like everything involved in this whole situation has points that in their favor and points not in their favor. And I think it was just, to me, it was like very clear that, and before this happened. Yeah. That I think Will Smith being this like wound tight to your point, like consummate professional, like actor type. Yeah. From the old school, like world of Hollywood kind of like had to lay his shit bare mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the past few years between the red table talk show and writing his book and then going through this press tour and like becoming, you know, King Richard, who is someone who is very like intense and fierce mm-hmm. and like, you know, vulnerable with other people that I just think like he's like a, not in a great place so I think there's some that piece of it yeah and then you have like the the producers of the Academy Awards like the Academy Awards are a not sanctimonious organization like they gave a lifetime achievement award to someone via phone because he fled the country for being a pedophile. <laughs> right, right. So, right. like, why, like, if you're going to get into respectability politics, not maybe the best forum. Right. <laughs> so it's just right. like, and that's, like, and that's the least, the least of Will Smith's problems is respectability. Yeah. And then, like, you have Chris Rock, where it's like, it was kind of a stupid joke, but also, like, there's understandings that maybe he, there's like murmurs and who knows what the truth is, but there's like murmurs that like, because he had said stuff during the 2016 Oscars about Jada and like has, you know, has made it clear he knows about her like health condition, alopecia, like that maybe Will was more mad, but then it's like, you see the video cut where like Will's laughing and then all of a sudden he's up and it's like, I think all of it is like valid to dissect, but at the end of the day, it just was like a jarring place for it to happen. Yeah. But I think, Everybody involved is human yeah. and flawed in various ways. Yeah. They're also very wealthy, crazy people. Yeah, so it's like, true. I don't think there is any winners in this situation, but they're also not like evil. And I think something, at least as someone who felt like I couldn't really understand where any of them were coming from. I'm not rich. I'm white. I mean, I guess I'm a woman, but I I, I think I think it's hard too because <laughs> we're, we're be women. Like- well, we're women, and I feel like we probably have a lot more control over our emotions. Also, we aren't we don't have privilege, and we're not entitled like Will Smith. Like we would never walk up on a stage. Well, <laughs> like that just wouldn't be us. So we can't show, relate. These showrunners want that shit, and we have to remember that for like the last two years, these celebrities who like live and die, especially the old schools, kind of like style of celebrity that Will and Jada are have been deprived of their ordinary like cadence of award shows and press tours and so I think they're all out of practice plus the academy puts them in the front row they pan the cameras right to him after a joke that's about him you know and it's like I they wanted him to make a weird face or something right 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 they know he's gonna go up there and slap him No, but I think what's really interesting to me, like, again, like as someone who cannot particularly rate to relate to anybody specifically in this situation super well, was just the weird 
ness of reactions. The extremeness of some reactions, it's but very not schizo. Some were not extreme at all. Like they're split all over the place. Like it's yeah. like Judd Abbotto was like, "You could have killed, you could have killed them." <laughs> and then meanwhile, like the rest of the people of the show just like kept going. And even Will Smith himself was like at an after party. Just like having a Which grand, made me uncomfortable. Him just dancing and getting yeah. jiggy with and it, it was like, scary. It was so I mean, creepy. Like maybe that was this coping mechanism or something. I don't know. And it's I would have been terrified if I had to yeah. dance next to him after that. I'm like, oh like, god, what do I like do? No right answer. And then I think, like, I also think, like, in Chris Rock's benefit, but also maybe his disservice, he's kind of stayed like mum on it mm-hmm. because I think he knows he's going to ironically have the upper hand if he just waits it out. Yeah. And lets the sharks like yeah. all over the internet. And he you know, quadrupled his ticket sales to his show. And so, and that's, I'm not saying like Chris Brog is like evil for doing that. I think he's just savvier. And it, then it makes you all the more sad that it's like, what the fuck was Will Smith thinking? And like, I think too, to your point, Chris Rock isn't that type of celebrity like Will and Jade. Like yeah. he doesn't have a curated YouTube page and like a, like Will Smith has a team that works on this social yeah. media stuff. Chris, and that's why when people are like, he should have known about Jade. Chris Rock is damn near sixty, man. Like think about the the old people. Well, I think they like, old, but those people in their life, they're not up on that shit. Netflix gave Adam Sandler like an absurd amount of money to make like five movies. Like Chris Rock is like locked in for all of those, you know? It's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he probably has a very decent contract for like his stand-up. Like he's he gets to exist in this world that's kind of like different than what Will Smith's used to. And Will yeah. Smith is like kind of on the other side of his like career arc. And yeah. King Richard was supposed to be his like comeback, and he's always wanted an Oscar. So it's like you know, they were coming from different places, but it was, I don't know, the discourse of it all was, like, very annoying and confusing all around. It's, like, the strength of opinion certain people had, especially actors, especially people defending the Academy Awards, and, like, and especially other murderers, OJ, yeah, or, like, OJ, or Lamar, you know, it's, like, it's, like, everybody relax. I think there's a lot of dual existing truths here I think it was kind of depressing to hear people like especially white ladies <laughs> and now apparently today's was poor Zoe Kravitz oh well maybe she's not poor because sounds like she did some dumb shit but Zoe Kravitz got caught in the <laughs> crossfires too <laughs> like referring to it as assault yeah like is that fair to the word assault because like it was very bizarre that he walked up on stage, slapped someone, went back, sat down, got an award, and everyone just went on to their after parties. Bizarre. I think that has a lot more to say about like our society and culture and award shows and rich people and all these things. But like, did he us like is assault the word that we went? Is there a word in the dictionary for whatever we just saw? Because I'm not sure there is. Yeah. But it's like that you know, it especially coming from someone like Judd Apatow who defended L- Lena Dunham to, like, the nth degree. And who James probably Franco. would still be doing movies with James Franco if it wasn't yeah, James, found. Yeah, James <laughs> Franco, like, like was an, a huge, raging, like, freakazoid on Freaks and Geeks, and Judd Apatow said nothing. And it's like, again, I, I cancel culture is being, like, examined by a thousand think pieces. Like, did Judd Apatow need to be canceled because he said 
this and uh, ten, 15 years ago, he didn't fire James Franco for pushing busy Phillips on the ground. I don't know. But he just looks dumb saying it. <laughs> you know, it's like, stop embarrassing <laughs> Ahmad, please. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting observations about where we are as a society, as a society, uh, that came out of this. And it's like, you can't pick a side. The conversation. You don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah, just you don't like have Kim to and that. Kanye. You do not have to pick there's, a side. There's worthwhile conversations just to be like, you know, what what the fuck did we just watch? You know, right, right. And it's. I mean, I'm still like in shock that, like I said, I was in the bathroom and didn't even fucking see it. But that something so unexpected happened in where we are as a society now because it's like you know that was kind of something we talked about with ryan on his podcast is it's like these celebrities share so goddamn much Mm -hmm. the news is moving so fast all this other bad stuff's happening in the world that like it's a rare day when everyone kind of like stops and goes what the fuck just happened (laughs) (laughs) what was that was that real i think too my only other my strong opinion is how people are like that's how you protect black women. And that's, well, no, I don't want that kind of protection. I don't need, because violence. And even Will Smith has been on record saying he turned down Django Unchained because he wanted to be a more romantic story. And he thinks violence creates violence. So you can miss me with this whole, we need violence. He doesn't even believe that. He just had a moment. Um, I think it would have been better. The better protection would have been the joke happened let it happen. And in your speech, because you know you're going to win. You can tell by the way they sat you. You just know we can tell through award seasons what's going to happen at the Oscars. In your speech is where you say something to the effect of, I love my wife. I think she looks beautiful. I think the joke was shitty. He could even call Chris Rock out during his speech. Like, I was disappointed in Chris Rock's joke. Jada, you're beautiful. Um, You know, and because in the movie, if you've seen King Richard, part of the issue, too, is Venus Serena's hair. Because they were their braids with beads. So he could even brought it to that. It's ironic. I'm getting an award, a movie that examines black women's hair. And we had an unfortunate comment tonight. And I just want to let all black women know that their hair is beautiful the way that, you know, some shit like that. You know how to PR spin it. So that is like more protection because now, because of this, I can guarantee you it has not even moved the needle in the conversation about black women's hair. Nobody's talking about it in a positive way because unfortunately, white people, white men are like, what's the big fucking deal? Which I don't blame them for that because again, G.I. Jane was a badass. I too kind of was like, well, if you had to be compared to somebody, G.I. Jane's not too bad. <laughs> but like that, that's why you don't react certain ways because you're not helping the conversation. Yeah. It does nothing for it. I, th- I think that's why it's been such an interesting like cultural phenomenon to observe all the different takes and how all over the place people are because you know people that want to defend that will was allowed to be upset talk about how black women are super disrespected and like how men should protect their women and blah 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 and it's like that's a valid discussion but let let's have some nuance like it's okay to say like will smith is a tightly coiled celebrity his entire career and here he is Maybe in a moment, he just finally was like, he snapped. And, oh, I always forget how to say his name. I'm the commentator, Emmanuel Ocho, I think, or Ocho or something like that. Um, 
he used to play football and now he's like a. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. What you mean. I know who you're talking about. Yes. He did like a little video snippet where he talked about how Will wrote this book, you know, his biography or whatever. And in the book, he talked about how he was like always scared to defend his mom when she was being abused and he always felt like a huge coward and like all this stuff. So like maybe that was all bubbling to the surface. Nobody knows. But I've been think, drinking that night too. I think Will likes to okay. like, take a taste every now and then. Yeah, I think it's hard <laughs> to say like what all was playing out, you know, and I think, you know, I I get people like wanting absolutely people should be saying like we treat black women like garbage. And hair, especially like Chris Rock, you know, literally made a movie about black women's hair. It's like everybody knows that's on the table. It makes me wonder if there was more going on between Will and Jada and Chris Rock, which I'm sure there was because, like we said, the 2016 Oscars. But then also you wonder if the producers of the Oscars who are assholes were like, let's just put something in to like see if we can get a reaction because they love that they want the well they had did that at the top of the show regina had made a joke about you know oh will you can come with me because jada gave permission but we had talked about how laverne cox jokes or her comments to them i felt were corny anyway like if anyone wants to move on from the entanglement conversation it's like there's a missing piece you know i don't think it was just like will like oh i want to defend my wife it, well, I think what you're hitting on, I think it's like something else is missing from the conversation between whatever was going on with all of them. And Will Smith snapped. Like he's. I off- think what you're hitting on, the missing piece is his ego. Like, again, you have to really examine, do people, he, he went up there and said, love makes you do crazy things. It really doesn't. Love might make you do karaoke when you don't usually do karaoke. Ego, yeah. <laughs> Not like go slap somebody. Your ego will make you do crazy. I would love to be like, oh, I did so, all this crazy stuff because I love him. And then five seconds later, he's like hating on her. It's like, yeah, it's your ego. So, and that's the missing that's piece. Patriarchy and like, and yeah. then you go race and it's like, they've been conditioned to show you know, he's probably been conditioned to show as a black man that he's supposed to stand up. Like, oh, it's like, so, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. so many layers that are like well beyond what I'm qualified to speak of. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like just as an outside observer, as just sort of like everybody here was like a little out of place. And we Every- don't know that might be Will on a regular. We might have never seen that, but the people like his family, like, yeah, that's what the fuck goes down. Because I remember there's this episode of Red Table Talk, and that's the problem. Jada should have never brought that damn table out because that's when all their business came out. But I remember one episode of Red Table Talk, he told they tell the story about how they had friends over their house like early when they started dating, and Jada told Will to shut up. Like, I don't know if she's being serious or and he said he took like a magazine or rolled up newspaper, hit her in the head with it, and then told, asked to speak to her and was like, don't ever disrespect me like that again. If we're going to be together, you cannot talk to me like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I'm, obviously he didn't slap her, but I'm like, let somebody hit me in the head. I'm not here And like, that. that's why I think like, there's so much going on here behind the scenes that it's just like, it's just, it feels like it's becoming like a futile discussion when there's really, I've seen a few like, articles out there that are more like let's look at every angle and like yeah how we can understand this as like a culture of like what was at play here which is good but it's like we said this like I said we just said it on Ryan's podcast we've said it before in this podcast like the relationship is strange and it's not for us to understand but it definitely feels like it comes from this other world 
of Hollywood and PR where it has to be perfect. And yeah. they're just fighting for this perfection that doesn't need to exist. <laughs> like, it's like, if you guys are a mess, just like be a mess. Yeah. And then it's like all of a sudden we were getting like verbal vomit from both of them. First her with all of her entanglements, then him with his like book. And obviously he was in an abusive like childhood, like ex- trauma that's probably coming out full force after being, like you said, this buttoned up person, mm-hmm. blockbusters and everybody loved him and he's funny. Haha. Like no big deal. <laughs> and, you know, then he, he, she does her red table talk and he has to be like, kind of like the butt of everything. <laughs> then he writes his book, his memoir, and then he has to go on this. He probably got deep into character for King Richard and then has to go on a press blitz. And it's just like, that's like a lot of emotional, like marathoning for someone who had kind of been out of the limelight for a while, mm-hmm. besides just being like a quirky social media person. And for someone who was the buttoned up perfect movie star for so long, you know? So it's like, I don't think he's okay. (laughs) And it sucks because I don't want the conversation around how do we treat black women to get lost in the noise. They have a clearly dysfunctional relationship. You know, like even you, I think you reshared on Twitter that Jaden was like, this is how we do. Yeah. Shut up. The like hell, uh, you'll get slapped too. All four eleven of like, you. You didn't grow up in Philly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Please shut up. Your dad did. Like you're best friends with Kylie Jenner. Like they no. strike me as like how the Kardashians like don't go against the family. Oh, you know, like, yeah. And so it's just like a bummer because I hope I I'm optimistic that like this was such a weird jarring thing from a lot of angles that it's like it can be a little bit of everything. It can be a meme worthy moment that we're all like that was the weirdest fucking thing we've all seen (laughs) the opportunity to examine how this came to be and learn a little bit more and then it can be an opportunity to tell people like the Judd Apatos of the world and like the random white women to shut the fuck up and like look introspectively (laughs) you know so yeah what I mean we, we always say this with the Kardashians it's like they're this microscopic look at like human psychology mm-hmm. mixed with like everything else <laughs> money race fame blah 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 at this extreme levels and that's what it's like occur- this the slap felt like it was just kind of like all these things in our culture just <laughs> converged <laughs> all at once <laughs> I blame that red table. Ever since Jada got that red table, she's turned into fucking gossip girl. Every time a celebrity fucks up, they have to come to the red table. You know, I think we talked about this back in the earlier pods, but it's like when it first started, it was kind of interesting. It was very introspective, therapeutic, life shit. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciated that they let Jordan, they gave Jordan that space. Mm -hmm. Like the Kardashians were like happy to drown her out, and the Smiths were like, "Well, we have our own weight around here. We have our own family." Don't again. It definitely started getting a little when Will's crying on like his own (laughs) red table. Always crying. Always crying. When they had Ti on after horrible, like disgusting things about his own teenage daughter, and like they conveniently didn't have Willow (laughs) on that day. Yeah, I was kind of like, 
what do you guys, are you going for ratings? Or are you going for like an actual breakthrough? Because if Willow had been there, she'd probably been like, fuck you. You know, <laughs> like well, turned into ratings. Remember then they had Snoop on after he like dragged or talk, tried to kill Gil King. And then they had the girl like Becky's daughter on. Uh, they just have people on that fuck up. It's just like the, it, it turned into something weird. But um, long story short, we'll move on. But long story short, uh, Hope Will Smith enjoys being in Tyler Perry movies for the next <laughs> five years. Yeah. That's all you're getting. <laughs> I will say one person's take on all this I would really like to hear is Chris Rock. I think it's savvy of him to wait it out. Uh, well, he's on tour right now, so I wonder if he's gonna yeah, put it so, in. There. You know, maybe he's waiting it out. I do think, like, like I said, I think everybody in this situation lost. I think we have more material to examine with Jada and Will, but that doesn't mean, you know, we. I'm not curious what Chris has to say, or like, yeah, not willing to hold Chris accountable too, because there might be, or the. But at the end of the day, let's all hold the academy accountable. They fucking suck. And if people, the people weighing in, I think is the most embarrassing. Like everyone involved, I think it was just like a really fucked up situation. Yeah, just all the people weighing in have been just been showing their asses. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, traumatized. <laughs> um, I just think Adam Sandler, uh, David Spade, Chris Rock, who else is in their little crew? Uh, Rob Schneider, James, sometimes just Kevin James, just go yeah. jump Will Smith. Like let's just get the whole cast of grownups should just <laughs> go jump Will Smith. <laughs> Oh my god. I have I don't like to use this word because I feel like it's so overused now, but the narrative. Oh okay. That's fine. I hope he just like takes some time off. He really needs Please. to take some time. don't come we thought that before. stay away from that damn red table. Don't go to the red table, Will. Please. Before that this incident that he really needed to step away. And yeah. I think this was unfortunately confirmation i think he deserved his oscar but he needs to just like take some time off and we deserve a break let me be honest you deserve a break will we deserve a break stay away from that damn red table um okay on to some other kardashian shit black china (laughs) tweeted yesterday i wish i had like sad music in the background yesterday i had to give up three of my cars my reasons is because my morals, beliefs, being a single mother, no support. I'm a mama. Then she went on to say single, no child support, which we've heard her say before. So then Tyga went in the comments on the shade room, of course, and said, I pay 40000 a year for my son's school. And he lives with me Monday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support? LOL. Then her other baby's father, Robert Kardashian, Junior came in and said, I pay $37,000 a year for my daughter's school. I handled every single medical expense. I pay for all her extracurricular activities. I have my daughter Tuesday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support? Then Taya came back and added Rob and said, how do you pay $3,000 less? Let me know the plug. Um, First of all, Robert is not paying that. That might be coming from his account, but you can rest assured Chris Jenner is paying for all of that shit. I th- I was especially, I don't want to say shocked. I don't think that emotion applies to this family anymore. <laughs> uh, but I was at least mildly tickled that I tend to think that China is a pot stirrer. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you don't have to tweak but that, right? You're like she's inconsistent. Yeah, and I don't like to believe people like Robin Tyga. Right, right. <laughs> over a mom, mm-hmm. but I just don't think they would have said that. As far as like having the kids the majority of days, even though they have grandmas and nannies that are probably watching them, I don't think they would have said that if it wasn't like well documented. Yeah. So I feel like I was a little surprised that I'm like, Angela, like, I feel like I've kind of backed you up enough <laughs> times that like, you know, these families like deep dark secrets and like Tiger and Rob are like useless pieces of garbage, but like, there's probably a court document that says like what days they have the kids. And again, I don't think they're hanging out with their kids all those days, but somebody is. Uh, so I thought it was interesting that she did that. It felt very Tokyo Tony. Like, I'm just going to put this out there and like <laughs> get some sympathy. Yeah. I think it's interesting too, that other thing. So when do Dream and, and uh, King see each other is what I was kind of thinking. Because those schedules, I was like, wait, so that would mean together. that means Tiger or she has King on Friday and sun- Sunday? Yeah. Weird. And then she has Dream, it looks like, on Sunday and Monday. Yeah. So when do the... What do Dream and King see each other? We kind of talked about this when we were talking about Kanye kind of like going through his Instagram phase, mm-hmm. which felt like a thousand years ago, but it was just a few moons ago. Um, Pre-slap. You know, maybe it's different with rich people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like custody is like a big immovable rock when it comes to legal things. <laughs> like uh, it's documented. Even if you try to do kind of like an out of court like agreement like Kim and Kanye supposedly had, like it's, you know, it's messy. But like, I would think if Angela's going to the court or saying she's going to the court, she's not getting her child support payments. There's a documented uh, agreement signed by a, a judge of what their agreement is and what child support is, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think she's like laws within California, like all that. It's like. It's something that's kind of like public information. Yeah. Yeah. It's public information and it's hard to change. And like, I'm sure, you know, some people, I know plenty of people, like everybody knows somebody who's deals with custody. And even if it's not some heated, like posting on Facebook about your baby mama thing, like (laughs) it's hard to change the custody agreement too. And it's hard to get court time to challenge it. All these things. It's like, it's a pretty like rigid system, unfortunately, for better, or for worse. And so I just think it's interesting because like I said, I don't, I don't want to offend or defend the idiots in this case, <laughs> but I just don't think they would say that on record in social media and something that could be taken to court. This is how much I pay. These are the days that I have them unless that is documented. Yeah. In court. <laughs> And I don't blame China for that. I mean, not all moms need to be with their kids like 24 seven. I don't yeah, think that's I what defines you as a mom. Agreement, but like, but I think their know? point was, what am I paying you child support when I have, they're saying they, they have a majority of the time. I just know to Kathleen's point in California, if the, if even if you have joint custody, like 50, 50, 
the dad or whoever doesn't pay child support. That's just how it works. I think what my problem is, is her saying she's giving up three cars. Like we're supposed to feel bad for her. With the children. Okay. I am struggling to pay their tuition and I can't right. lawyers. So I had to pawn my car to pay her tuition. Right. That would be kind of helpful. But like (laughs) how she said it. And again, I don't want to defend Rob, but the way that both of them said like an exact dollar amount and the exact day of the weeks, I'm like, this is probably something that's documented because if you put that on social, it's allowed to go into the court system. Right. So right. I was like, uh, I don't know if that was the best way to go about it. And especially how Tokyo Tony runs her mouth because yeah. she'd be the first one to be like, exactly. It's like, not true. It's just, you don't need. I don't know. Maybe she was being messy on purpose. Yeah, because I'm like, um, else that she needs them to like budge on. So she's like, I'm just gonna like make a scene and you'll get in contact with me. Like, I don't. Maybe that's it. Because she made it seem like I have to sell these three cars to get some groceries. But it's just was like my three cars. I can't. It's it's very fourteen Phrygian horses of her. (laughs) And again, I it's like the last thing I want to do is be like, oh. She just wants money out of them. I don't even think that's. I don't think that's it either. I think she just. There's something else that she's pissed about and was trying to like. There's some attention. Yeah. She needed some attention for something. Because girl. It's a blessing you're able in a position to sell three cars or get away. Get rid of three cars or whatever. But. And I think she's. We've defended her before. I think she was maniacal in getting with Rob. I don't think that was yeah. for a check or the invite to the Christmas party. I think that was pure, like, petty. War. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's been able to make money, like, very well. So I'm not necessarily thinking it's that. I think that she just, I don't know, maybe she just, like, hadn't been getting attention or, like, yeah. She just wanted to piss them off. Like, yeah, Rob yeah. That shit all the time where he would just go on these, like, Twitter tirades about, like, whoever he was dating at the time. Like, so maybe she just decided to be a bitch. And she knows that people will err on the side of believing that the Kardashians are evil, <laughs> which they are. But in this case, it was just kind of like, hmm. She just wanted to shake the table. Ain't mathing. She's shaking the red table. Let's shaking the red table. <laughs> Jada and Gam Gam and Willow and China and Willow all down at the table. We need Willow there to be like, yes, mm, yes. Like shut your ass up too. Like vibing. <laughs> That's how we do. That's how we do. That's how we do. That's uh, and then he had tweeted, but he deleted it, like some selfie of him, some weird selfie, and he was like, "My dad's speech made me cry." And I was like, "This family is unhinged." Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> Back to my story earlier when I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I was like, kind of got tearied when Will Smith was giving <laughs> the speech because I, like I said, it was one of the few movies we watched, and like we weren't really, we were mostly paying attention to the Oscars because. That's just what Kelsey and I would do for like dresses and stuff or like stupid moments like the moonlight mix up. And when John Travolta said Adele Nassim, Adele Nassim. please welcome. <laughs> Adele Nassim. Favorite. I feel like this one gets lost because it was er- a little bit earlier than this. <laughs> yeah. So, so funny. This Taylor, they love bringing out old people who are like barely alive. <laughs> just <laughs> wheel her ass out there. Yeah. Go present. 
<laughs> this ass picture, and she's like, it took forever to open the fucking envelope, and then she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, Kelsey and I, like, every time we see each other, just no contact, just like, so that's what i was thinking i was watching it for i didn't have a lot of investment but we did actually watch king richard and i fucking love the williams sisters so he's like crying but i remember even dancing like did you know what he was talking about and i was like i don't i kind of i guess like and but i remember when he was like i hope i get invited back well you won't no time soon i remember thinking it was like a little little like mistia and i was like that was like a really intense like i don't know that i understand but like <laughs> i'm glad he felt so strongly about like mr williams you know? i was <laughs> like let me take this in i'll never be back <laughs> thank god i didn't tweet something like wow that was a great speech moving <laughs> inspiring the best i share tweeted like oh my god i'm so happy and someone's like you must hate Chris Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, oh, hey, I know what happened. Sorry. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> she's like, I'm so good. God, Dr. Pepper. I don't know. I was like, he's like really feeling it. Like, I don't, I'm not sure I understand. It's fucking like, guilt. <laughs> guilt and embarrassment coming out. Like, and that's the one thing about Will, I will say probably, I'm not sure he's remorseful about what he did exactly, but I think he's remorseful about taking away from his own moment and he's probably yeah. really embarrassed because he looked crazy. Yeah. I did feel that other like dog hair of the dog lady like being an idiot at the last award ceremony. She was like, Oh yeah. You never had to compete with man. <laughs> and like, it's power of the dog, <laughs> not hair of the dog. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's like hair of the dog lady. Oh yeah. Power of the dog. You not have had to deal with enough shit. And you know they're just sitting there just like, mm, why are we having to deal with this? But <laughs> gonna walk up there and slap her. <laughs> I think that was again another layer of weirdness where it's like part of me is like let's let will smith be like a messy human who's going through a possible mental breakdown a pri- let's let him be a private and that goes for what we yeah. don't need to see on youtube your journey jada we don't need some healing we just need you guys to do your thing and get back at us party and his son's tweeting it's like it was so confusing and it's like imagine if it had been like solange and jay-z in the elevator like people fight at award shows all the time it's right. a very common occurrence now did we expect to have it happen to us right there front row seat and then he wins <laughs> but it's like <laughs> it could have been so much more like intriguing if it was like i think will smith punched chris rock at backstage right right at the vanity fair party right right you know and speculation and then three years later beyonce writes an album about it but I think that's why it was so jarring. Like, I don't think, again, we'll probably get a hangout, but it's like, I don't think Will Smith is like some crazed, like, violent person mm-hmm. that changed the reality. All these, like, stand-up comics are like, I don't feel safe on the stage or whatever. <laughs> a bunch of rich people that are used to doing whatever the fuck they want and never getting consequences and a person who's probably, like, in the throes of, like, something <laughs> and it happened and we should probably talk about it and then make sure it doesn't happen again right. but like that's about it like i don't know i'm just not sure i, I, I feel 
it could have happened at the after party or in an elevator or something. Like I could see, like realistically, I could see Will Smith like being drunk or on cocaine or whatever the heck, seeing Chris Rock and be like, "How dare you say that?" and like slapping him, and like it would have with like smacking him with his Oscar, like bitch, <laughs> you know. And it's like I think it's just weird. It's also weird to the Academy, like. That he could just like walk up on stage. Well, that's why I said there's a lot of priv. There was a lot of privilege in that. Like, <laughs> okay, anyways, and then every <laughs> audience was like, mm, okay, and then all these people interviewing now was like, oh, fucking Liam Payne from One Direction, who's definitely on drugs. So I don't like, know why you ask him anything. I was very emotional. I was like, what seat? Why like, are you here? <laughs> are you not this? Like, I get that. Like, I think. You know, you shared Wanda Sykes, like, somehow Ellen still exists. But, like, she went on Ellen's and she was like, it was hard because we were the hosts. And we were, like, trying to, we were felt responsible for, like, the cadence of the show and, like, the nature of the show and the vibe in the building. So, it was hard for me. I'm like, oh, that's valid. <laughs> you yeah. know? Because she's like, hey, we worked so hard. No one, like, imagine working so hard your whole life and you finally get to host Oscar and nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> All these other randos weighing in. And the people who are, like, up in their shit, just like, that's assault. He needs to go to jail immediately. It's like, okay. Does he? he like, let's just, like, huh. Anyways, somehow we um, got back. Side note, too. I hate it what Will Smith wore. He looked like a fucking deacon or, like, <laughs> something that was from the Wild Wild West set, and he just yeah. kind of updated it. I hated the outfit. I, and it might have been the way that he was carrying himself. He was very, like, old man. But it was just, like, ugh, can, like you, I mean, yeah, the last few appearances, it's felt very forced. Like, yeah. like I don't know. I don't hated know. hated it. I don't know what to make of it. And, like, I know you love Chris Rock. I feel like he was kind of, like, off his game, too. I don't know what, like, his motivations were. In general, I think the people who have shown their biggest asses in all this are the people weighing in. Yeah. (laughs) So, I think Will, Jada, and Chris could all move on from this if they just say, like, that was fucking weird and, like, move on. Right. Everybody else needs to just, like, take That was a doozy. (laughs) And, and, they're, and they're men. Men usually can do that pretty seamlessly. Yeah, which is sad. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, everyone needs to just, like, take a breather. And, and I do think, I, like I said, I do think these conversations are important. But it's like, the most embarrassing thing about all of this has been the people, like, weighing in, just being like, on every end, on all the ends. It's just like, ugh. Um, so let's do Tyra Mail because, uh, like, the tattoo stuff will come up in Tyra Mail and other, like, shit. I'm going to start from the bottom. Let's do Tristan's new bay. Actually, fuck. So, you know what? This is better. Because I don't want to reread what we've already read, and I think we've read that. So, let's do North and Baby Kravis. Baby Kravis. <laughs> So obviously, Courtney and Travis want to have a baby together, but do you think she'd have it herself or have a surrogate? Also, saw Northy's big sweatshirt and huge jeans while at her brother's soccer game. Do you think Kim tries to style her? I can see Kim wanting to put her in cute outfits. I remember how she was talking about North style, quote unquote, when she was a baby. I can see Kim cringing when she sees North in those non-stylish outfits. Thoughts? 
I'll do the North one and then I'll let you do the crevice one. North is like a smooth eight, really close to being nine. You can't tell those assholes anything. Um, I, like I always say my goddaughter's nine and she's just a little, a little adult. Like at that age, you're not telling them what to wear. They're going to wear their own shit. North thinks she has style. She thinks she's some emo girl, uh, skater chick. Devil from like seven to probably like. 12 13 like you couldn't even talk to him you could make eye contact <laughs> it's still a challenge now he's a teenager but he's like has manners yeah like that was like by far the worst phase like, exactly six, assholes six to 12 assholes <laughs> <laughs> complete assholes and also yeah i think i think kim might probably focus is more on chicago and maybe like holding out hope that chicago will be like a mini her i also think kim is scared of north Oh, 100%. And also knows that North is like a thousand times cooler than her. So she's really like, Marcy, should I wear baggy jeans? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Body to like actually wear clothes that are baggy. So I'll wear like a body suit and <laughs> shut up and making a TikTok. <laughs> right. Um. So what do you think about Kravis, baby Kravis? I definitely think they're trying to have a kid in theory. Whether they're actually trying to have a kid or they just want to like for the show, yeah, for the show or whatever, I don't really know. I think to our point earlier about them kind of being in love with the idea of love, mm-hmm. uh, I think this is kind of like along the same lines. Courtney loves being a mom. She said that before when she literally like let Scott impregnate her with Rain, and she was like in- repulsed by him. Like I do see that. People thought she looked pregnant at the Oscars. And the only thing I think about that is when Chloe was doing IVF, she too had like, it looks like a little pouch. So that's the only thing I can think of. And I've always had that. She's been like the least like inclined to do anything crazy, which is funny Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. she got a boob job before all of them even were famous. Yeah. Uh, But I also think she's like just thicker all around because she's like living her life, which good for her snaps. Um, but I could totally see them like quote unquote trying for a baby because they're just like in this state of mind right now where they're like, we like, I don't know. What's the, not Thelma and Louise. (laughs) Thelma and Louise, Bonnie and Clyde. (laughs) Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. They're like in their Bonnie and Clyde Disney moment. I'm like, maybe they're trying. I don't know. And Courtney froze her eggs years ago so yeah. she's got some yeah. eggs courtney is has three kids mm-hmm. she's 42 or three she has her life like established travis has kids like i don't think they're necessarily like we have to have a child but i could see them being like infatuated with the idea a little them like caught up in the like moment and also they're probably getting paid by Hulu to try to have a child and like you said she likes being pregnant let's look her jam yeah. she so. likes being pregnant uh, I, I have had friends who've had kids like older, mm-hmm. obviously like more high risk. Uh, they might make it seem like it's high risk for the show, but Courtney seems like she seems like she can pump them out. So yeah, she doesn't seem like that's a problem, even though. Yeah. I have a theory that, um, I have a theory about the complications quote unquote is more so I don't feel like getting my body redone. So <laughs> I'm not trying to get a BBL every time I want to have a baby. So let's just get the surgery. That's fine. If Courtney gets pregnant, great. If they have a surgery, great. 
If they're just like toying with us because they like the idea of it, great. Whatever. I mean, Storyline for Hulu. That's yeah. fine. I feel like it'd be fun. I I think I said this on Ryan's podcast. I'm very annoyed with them. They're kind of like, not in a mean way, like, get out of my face. But I'm just kind of like, okay, we're cool. Like, you guys like to squeeze each other's butts and stuff. <laughs> and do play tongue, tongue yeah. hockey. I think, too. Um, if they do make her happy, I'm. they'll be fine. If Courtney has Travis baby, though, she'll be a groundbreaking pioneer because she'll be the first right. woman with multiple baby daddies, not including Christian. Oh, I was say, the baby would be white. That too. Well, all her kids are white. Her babies are white. Yeah. <laughs> the baby would be white. Those white kids. Those are heads out with this family. But yeah. I do think, like, when you look at, like, Kim and Kanye and how many, like, kids they had in a short amount of time and the last two were surrogate and I seen they were kind of already having like weird marital like arrangements mm-hmm. you wonder if they like tried to have kids to like make it work and you can say that about a lot of people everybody knows a couple that had a kid to try to save the marriage I'm not saying that to or dis- a tv show that added a baby to save the tv show I think that's like a normal thing to do like maybe this will help like, remember they had that baby on Step by Step? They had yeah. that little girl. Like, so un- yeah. fucking called for. Every time a TV show gets a baby, it's a yeah, fucking wrap. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I think with Courtney and Travis, it would be a little bit different just because they've already had their kids. They've already had, like, the kind of prime of their parenting life that if they had a kid, it would sort of be, like, a new chapter for them. And so mm-hmm. if, it, if that was the case, I think good for them you know but like you said i question how hard they're trying or if they're just kind of like we'll play around with it because it's fun and we like the attention i don't know right um the next one we'll do we'll do kanye and ken uh can i just say that when i saw natalie on keeping up i immediately ran to my podcast app to see if there was an emergency episode waiting for me i was fangirling so genuinely excited to see like omg i know her um, she goes on to say, on a recent episode, I heard you talking about a conversation Larsa and Kim had about how they didn't know if she's talking about if Kim had the conversation, she didn't know if she would stay together with Kanye if she had North. I was also shocked when I watched this on the show. They seem so in love and infatuated since day one. But now that we've heard from Kanye about how they almost aborted North, maybe that had a big role in not seeing a future together. Tell me what you think about the whole story. Tell me how you think that went down. I need to know. Oh, honey. Men. One word. Men. They will. Oh, you are the world to them. But then if you start talking kids, marriage, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't know. Do I, I don't know if it's like as serious as all that. Um, no, and no offense to Kanye. Oh, a lot of men and women do this, but I really think they might have just been having a good time dating and he was having fun living this like rock star life. If I'm a rock star, I got a bad bitch on my arm. And then she got pregnant. He's like, whoa, I, I was just doing this. Yeah for the moment and I was going to move on. That's what I really think what that was. When I think with Kim and Kanye, like at the beginning, there definitely was obviously an attraction, but I think, and we've both said this before, there was like this mutual awareness of gain on both their sides. Mm -hmm. I think they both thought (laughs) the other was in control, but like they both had an infatuation with each other 
they could be described as attraction or love, but I think there was an infatuation. Yeah. About the idea of them together. Yes. Was very powerful. Mm-hmm. And unlike Nick Cannon, I don't know if like Kanye had this idea of like spreading his seed right away. Yeah. Maybe he did. We'll never know. And I also don't know if Kim was totally down to be like pumping out babies, but you also look at her family where they have seen now how much like babies add value to the brand, which is disturbing to even say out loud. So I almost wonder like North might've been a a, like, shoot reality check. And then they were like, wow, like now everybody is like paying attention to us. Like, well, she was going through her crisis too. Remember she was not even like divorced from Chris Humphreys. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying Kim trapped Kanye, but you have to understand too, she was not on birth control because we saw episodes where she was thinking about getting off birth control with Chris Humphreys. Somewhere between there, she was like, I won't get on it. This family has clearly shown that they buy into a possibly outdated (laughs) patriarchal mentality that a woman's worth is producing children and receiving the love of a man. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so maybe that played into it. I definitely think by the time they got to the last two kids, Kim was like just obsessed with the idea of like their kids being like the greatest of the greats, combining my <laughs> savvy about whatever I do and their dad's genius. And like they'll all match. Like it felt a little gross towards the end. And Especially because Kanye, to your point, was going through his shit, and then all of a sudden it's like, we're having a baby, and you're like, what? It was like, it happened so fast, like, bang, 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 and I think it was a little sad to watch, because you're like, do you guys want more kids? Like, do you, are you on the same page? Like, and again, the family's, like, insistence on having genetically the same children is so weird, because I feel like it would have been one thing where it's like, you look at, I always bring this up, like, the Kate Hudson of the world, there's like, she gets a new boyfriend or husband or whatever and has another kid and they all have different dads. It's like, who cares? She's just like, this is my chapter I'm in right now. And everyone gets along and blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, I just don't know what Kim's train of thought was. Like with, she was like, suddenly decided it would be like, my brand is going to be like, mom, lawyer. And Kanye is like, well, when I started dating you, you were like an object and I didn't even know if you had a personality and I didn't particularly care. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to dress you. Yeah. And I think, I think that's absolutely right. And I think too, it just turned into, he got convinced somewhere along like, oh, I guess yeah, I could marry you. Yeah. Okay. I guess we could have a family. All right. And really sold, sold himself on this idea. And then I think that's why he's having such a problem now. It's like, I had to convince myself this is even what I wanted. And now it's, that hasn't worked out. Well, and again, both of them are like, you know, so power hungry. It's like then when the power struggle switched, like when he was in Wyoming and distracted, Kim's like, I'm going to pump out four babies. Watch me. <laughs> then when the power struggle switches and his ego's bruised with the whole like, helping with SNL and she's dating someone new and she's decided I don't need you anymore blah 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 then he wants to be like super dad and I'm not saying he wasn't trying to be super dad before but it certainly wasn't obvious (laughs) and I certainly don't blame him because it was like these kids were like popping out and he was like doing his thing so it's like I just 
they were never on the same page. Yeah, that's, that's the moral of the story. Never and on the same page. Kids are well loved and never look their parents up on the internet. That's all I hope for them. <laughs> never look. They're all parents. beautiful. I'm sure they they have a bright future ahead of them. Don't look your parents up, and hopefully your parents will find a way to go to soccer games together and call back grade. Um, let's do required reading in all sense of the word. <laughs> You'll like this one. Talk about Drake's helmet braid wig. I love how braid is spelled wrong. Brad's. <laughs> the light skins have Brad never. I feel like makes better sense. For the Drake. light skins have never been down this bad going into the summer. Y'all might know peace this year. Glad you're back. Proud of y'all. Yada, yada, yada. Sincerely, your LA relations intern, Nelson. <laughs> I mean, Nelson is probably our favorite <laughs> Dash Cycle day one a <laughs> Ever, ever. Yeah, Drake's braids, they look like a bad Tyler Perry wig. Like, they don't even look real. That one, um, Shamar Moore wig. Yes, from Diary of Mad Black Woman. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's just like, why are you trying to, like, he already braids his son's hair, which is like, girl, give it up. Your your son doesn't have the texture. Uh, Give it up, delicious. And uh, Tristan has had some really bad braids lately where the sort of fake baby hair in the front. Yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure, everybody who's listened to the pod earlier knows I didn't know anything about any of this. <laughs> extremely white. So if I notice it. Right, exactly. It's, it's bad. <laughs> like if I'm like that. I'm like, ooh, lace front. Is that like, lace front? Wait, wait. If I notice a lace front, it's not. If good. Kathleen's asking if you're wearing a glueless wig, <laughs> then you're in bad shape. <laughs> I fully support the movement of like men are allowed to do that shit too. Like get, <laughs> get pedic- pedicures, get wigs, get hair replacements. Get your wig, LeBron. Okay, get I it. It's annoying because people like Drake and Tristan are so like, I'm so cool. And it's like, Drake, you're from Canada? Both of them are. We're on Degrassi. That's true. They both are Canadians. You're from mm. Canada. You're on Degrassi. Like, <laughs> Whatever it takes. Purses for a girlfriend that doesn't exist. Like, why are you trying so hard to be edgy? It just doesn't work for you. Please. It's not your thing. You even sing in your songs. and You're always talking about don't leave me. It's fine. We don't need this. Drake makes good music. And he's really funny when he decides to, like, act. Mm -hmm. Points. Tristan, I don't have any redeemable qualities at this (laughs) time. You bring nothing to the table. Nothing to the red table. You don't need to do this. Like, you don't need to play this weird role. Like, you write catchy tunes that people like. You're funny when you go on SNL or, like, do Instagram videos with Jack Harlow. Like, just do that. Don't do this other stuff. Jack (laughs) Harlow. You never will be. (sighs) Sorry. (laughs) Please. Um, Let's do... Tristan's new baby mama says he was engaged to Chloe. Was this true or not? Speaking of Tristan. Hey, lovely ladies. Marley is really poking holes in the narrative the family tried to spin about Tristan and Chloe's relationship. According to Marley, which is the new baby mama, or the latest, uh, Marley's timeline, he was banging her since September 2020, which is when they were filming his redemption arc on the last season. It was painful to watch. He was filming, looking for aliens with Chloe, and then went and spread his seed elsewhere. What made it even worse was that at the reunion, Chloe literally told Andy Cohen they were together because, as she put it, Tristan wouldn't go through all that and not mean it. Anyways, last week, Marley said in court, 
that Tristan said he was engaged to marry Chloe. My theory is Tristan and Chloe were actually engaged and they were going to discuss it on the new show. Thinking back, Chloe was sporting a huge engagement ring, look a huge engagement looking ring last year and would strategically place it her photos, place it in her photos. She does not wear that ring anymore. So that was a big hint. Marley is an odd character to me. It's weird. You can't find anything about her life and career online, but I doubt she's lying about this. My question is, do you think they were actually engaged or was something Tristan said to persuade Marley not to keep the baby? (laughs) Both. (laughs) Both could be true. (laughs) I think knowing what I know about people who hang around in this scene of like professional athletes and hooking up and that mm-hmm. women always get the bad rap when it comes out that like they were like you said earlier trying to trap them and yeah. get them like turning a check or whatever but there are a lot of women who hang around in that scene that just enjoy being wined and dined by these idiots who have other families they're like i'll shut up forever if you send me some like louboutins mm-hmm. which fair so I kind of think that's part of the reason we don't know anything about Marley. I don't think she necessarily tried to get pregnant with Tristan. Why you want to have sex with him? It's beyond me. But maybe she was just hoping she could hold something over his head and, like, get her shit paid for. Uh, I absolutely think that they were already engaged. Yeah. yeah. And that they were going to show it on the show. And I think Chloe and Chris and whoever else was probably aware of and involved with trying to scare Marley, like, out of the picture. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Chloe is, like, do whatever, but, like, pretend to be my family, <laughs> like, at this point. Like, what could she possibly expect from this man? Mm-hmm. Like, it was embarrassing what she said to Andy Cohen, but, like, I just... I see it as he was probably like, yeah, I fucked around with this girl. Now she says I'm pregnant. And Chloe's probably like, well, she's probably lying. So let's just bury this and like move on, you know. Or like if you had sex with her, that's fine. Like I, I have a guy, you know. It's like I just – that's what I, that's the sense that I get. And that the that, baby is like something, unfortunately, she can't. Yeah. And like the person talked about her getting rid of the child is like gross. But, like, I'm sorry. As much as I would love to back Chloe up here, like, I doubt she was unaware. Now, did she tell Tristan to Snapchat her and, like, get an abortion? I don't know. I won't put that on Chloe because we'll never know. But I think that they probably were at a state in their relationship where she's like, I just want to get married. I want to make a baby that matches my baby. And I want to put it on the Hulu show. So, like, fix it. He was like, you have, you have one, I have one rule. Don't have a baby. You can't like, even do that. Mess. Clean up the mess. Yeah. She was probably stared on and was like, you can't have a baby out on me or whatever. The yeah. 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 On me. Yeah. 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 And she's like, uh, I've got some bad news. Does that mean the shmoshmorshin word? And yeah. she just stared at him. If I don't have to say it. <laughs> right. I'm not telling you what to do, but. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Dare. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's do... And again, that's not necessarily a slight to Chloe and Co. I think a lot of rich people do that. And it's I fucking- feel like they do too. And the only <laughs> rule is just stop. don't have fucking kids. I think a lot of... I mean, 
not to get political. We talked about this with Ryan. It's like, that's the worst part about this podcast. They just find their ways into these like icky spaces. But like a lot of politicians will be like, hey, we're anti-abortion or pro-life. Blah, blah, blah. And then meanwhile, they all have mistresses and daughters that are getting abortions like nonstop. Rich people are weird. Bottom yeah. line. <laughs> Period. Um, do Tyra Mel the brand is sick. We'll do nope. this one and then one more because there's another one talking it's about this. Sweet. The brand is sick. Dear sweeties, Nat and Kat, I cherish you and I'm so happy you're back. Dolls, I'm disgusted. Kim went on Ellen talking about the cute branding of her name on Pete's chest. Revolting and so sad. I honestly don't care if Pete lives or dies, but this <laughs> branding is so sad and twisted. And it's serving up straight Keith. I don't know that name. This feels white. Do you know this? Keith? No, Keith Rennery and Mary Nixium vibes. Yeah, I'm gonna Google this. You Maybe. Google it and I'll read. Only sickos and the worst of the worst are into branding. Kimberly Noel is sick for thinking it's cute, and Pete is unwell for doing it. I really hope she had no part in planning it. What do you think? Whose idea was it, and fucking why? Pete is a psycho obsessive Scorpio like me, and Kim is an island, only loves herself like all Libras. He will burn this relationship as fast as it started, and Kim will be relatively unscathed and find an attractive, smarter person to date next. I have to say, Kim's performance on Ellen was so charming and perfect. She is so slick. I better get my fucking ass up and work. To be honest, I had no idea the Ellen show was still on, so she's doing wonders for that brand. Only if you have time. Also, any tips for falling out with a bestie of many years? I don't know if we'll ever speak again. It feels impossible to communicate with her and get through to her. We used to talk every day, but to be honest, she has some toxic qualities. And I honestly thought I'd be heartbroken, but I'm okay. But feel like ball the ball's in my court. I adore you, sweeties. Much love from Eora Nation. Oh, traditional name from Sydney. So, um... Keith Ranieri is a sex trafficker. Mm. Uh, Nixium is a multi-level marketing company that became a sex cult. Apparently, there's a um, documentary. So good to know. Now I'm going to watch it. Because I was like, who? What's going on? I thought that was like some white deep cut. I haven't <laughs> followed on my radar. That's the worst. Like people watch these things. Well, I, we did just watch Bad Vegan, thankfully, because people were talking about it. But like we'll just watch like Seinfeld and Always Sunny over and over again because we're so like uh, I don't want to like pay attention <laughs> yeah but now, I wanna, now I'm curious I want to look into Keith um I definitely agree on this astrological placements <laughs> particularly because I feel like Pete you know obviously Pete did Ariana yeah Ariana Everyone gave her so much shit for breaking up with Mac Miller. She's a cancer, like myself. And we're deep emoters, Mm -hmm. and we tend to be fixers. Mm -hmm. For better, for worse. So, and I've dated people who were, like, not well. So, I get the sense that Ariana, like, really tried with Mac Miller, and they reached an impasse, and they broke up. And then... She meets Pete Davidson, and he's just, like, loves being that guy. And she probably just, like, ate it up because she's just, like, again, cancers are in love easily. It's our worst trait. 
Chloe's a cancer as well. <laughs> and so I get that. And he's also said before that he is, has bipolar or borderline personality disorder. So that sometimes he can like kind of go into stuff like really intensely and he has to like check himself. So I could totally see that. Uh, also a Scorpio, Travis Barker. So that goes with our love bombing theory. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kim is definitely just loves attention. Not a Leo like Kylie, but a Libra is like a, a calculated attention whore. So I think all of that has, you know, checks out. Um, it's weird. I hope Pete doesn't end up like a mess after him and Ariana. That was like a mess. I hope they just have like a managing agent that just like decides their breakup and they do it. And then it's like everybody moves on. It's weird. I think if they like get married and have kids or something, I don't think they will, but <laughs> that would be real weird. The tattoos are weird. It feels like it was like, oh, we we put a we put a we whatever we surveyed the comments of the social media world, and no one believes you're a couple. It's time to take it to the next and level. Everybody knows, like you get a couple tattoo, it's bad. You know, yeah. Tom and Pam did it, but it's like I feel like they did that on purpose because right. everyone says this is toxic. But it's like Kim didn't get a tattoo. If Pam missed, don't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. Got Pete is hot or something or Pete has a big dick on her butt or something I'd be like call the police right exactly this is just he'll cover it up and I think they're moving all his tattoos it's like yeah he'll cover it up nothing to him I I think that my girl's a lawyer where do you think that is because it's not on his chest I feel like that's like a foot or something collarbone because like neck to collarbone he doesn't have a lot of stuff okay okay like right on his collarbone and it's very thin and those are easier to remove yeah (laughs) That's what I think. Also, bitch is not a lawyer. So, oh, bless her heart. Your haters out there, or Kim stands, she passed the baby bar after three tries. That does not make you a lawyer. <laughs> I will let other lawyers weigh on in the logistics of all of it, but if she's not an acting, practicing lawyer at in at this current time. So... Well, it's so funny you say that because our last Tyra Mel is someone who's actually like trying to be a lawyer yeah. and they're like not having it. So I'll yeah. read that. Oh, the like disappear off the face of the planet for like six months at a time to try to pass the bar, the real mm-hmm. bar, not the baby bar that you paid someone to train you to learn how to do and failed three times, which you're usually not allowed to do. Twice. But then COVID happened. Twice. But um, before we switch, well, and I want to hear Natalie's thoughts on Pete. Um, that was just it. I just felt like, yeah, I, yeah, I just felt like if the it wasn't being believable enough, so they're like, we gotta kick it out. Like, someone who could care less. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I will say when you have a falling out with your bestie, yes, go to that. I am really bad at this because I tend to like just absorb whatever bad happened and be like, I don't like conflict. Can we just be friends again? <laughs> Which is not good. And then I've also had times where, like, friends just, like, drift. And then I feel really awkward, like, bring it back up again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I've been the third party where friends are fighting and you're like, what the fuck? I think the most important thing to remember is that life is short. And if you love this person, literally let go of the shit. Like, let go of whatever dumb thing. Like, let go of whatever happened in second grade and she brought your scrunchie and you didn't like, like if you want 
the friendship to remain because they feel like family or whatever, you have to start fresh. And whoever you are now, especially because you said bestie of many years, whoever you are now is different than when you guys were friends. So if you want to maintain the friendship, you have to just say like, being friends with you and keeping in my life is more important than whatever happened before. So let's like discover what's the new version of our friendship. Now on the same note, I firmly believe in boundaries. So that new friendship needs to be something like totally different than it was before, because obviously boundaries were breached and it's okay to be a friend that you call once a month and see how everyone's doing or whatever. I also think it's okay if it's a friend that you feel like drains your energy and makes you really sad about yourself and like all these other things. It's okay to say like, I love you, but like, we cannot be close. Yeah. Yeah. Stick to those boundaries. But in general, I feel like life is short. People who've been through shit with you and that you love, it's worth at least exploring the idea of like starting fresh and putting some shit behind you. I think that's all great advice. My only thing to add to that is don't force it. I think say everything Kathleen says, and if she still doesn't respond, then you know you did all you could do. She'll come back around, though. I went to a wedding this year. I think, well, I know one of them is a listener of the pod. But, yeah, we we went through a few years. Like, we all grew up together, and then we all moved back, like, later, many, many moons later. And it was hard being like the third party because like you'd see them fighting and you could see both sides are valid and you could see all the, like, it was just this never ending like cycle. And I, I finally, like my take was always just like, wouldn't you be sad if this person was not in your life anymore? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, could you have them in a life that's different? The life you have now, like, could you create a space where like this friendship makes sense and it's different than it was before. And then Eventually they figured that out and we all were able to go to this wedding together and it was really great. And they have this new friendship that's just totally different than it was before. Mm -hmm. good, You know, and I think that's what it is. It's like, you just have to allow room for people to like be different. And also you don't have to be butt buddies and like hang out every single minute of the day, (laughs) you know? Yeah, totally agree. Um, Well-spoken. Uh, I, Kathleen tackles that because she has way more friends than I do. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, so the last one it's on our DM, so I'll just read it. It's pretty lengthy. So strap in, uh, Hey dolls, this is some Tyra mail for you. I have a bone to pick with Pete and Miss Kimberly Noel, attorney at law. Apparently I'm a third year law student at a Texas law school. Getting here was not easy. I spent two years studying for the LSATs, working my butt off to get a score high enough, not only to get into a ranked law school, but also to get a scholarship to help me cover my tuition. Further, completing law school has not been easy at all. I went from being the best to being just the person in the best person in the room with the best. I have seen my classmates walk out of final exams in tears and have even consoled friends who received letters from the school notifying them that they have flunked out. I am not the top of my class. And because of that, I have been barred from being considered for certain jobs, but I have not let that stop me. I persevered. I networked, got off her ass and worked. 
I worked with my career counselor and drafted the perfect cover letter that conveys that despite my subpar GPA, I am competitive applicant because of my skills, experience, and work ethic. In some, I got my fucking ass up and worked. And the good Lord blessed me with an amazing prestigious summer legal experience and post-job offers. So you can see, this is all in caps, why Pete's tattoo bothers me and possibly every law student in America. Kim, good for you that you want to be a lawyer. I even bought one of the Kim is my lawyer t-shirts from the Say Bible podcast uh, merch shop. Plug. Plug. <laughs> that, that was all in good fun. I'm not sure it's still available, by the way. Uh, however, Pete's tattoo just really irks me. Kim has nannies and almost all the money in the world. So I really feel disrespected when she makes it seem in interviews that her law school journey is in the traditional route. It's not. I invite Kim to complete one, just one semester at a law school and experience how humbling this education, the, uh, this education, this career is. I bought the Kim is my lawyer t-shirt when she had just started pursuing her legal education, but Pete's tattoo in her recent interviews make me want to donate that shirt. They say she's a lawyer, like law school, so easy, like it's a joke, like it's doable to compete while you have a life, but it's not. Law school sucks the life out of you, and Kim is kidding herself if she actually thinks her legal education endeavor is not that different as the traditional route. Anyways... Glad that I got that out of my system. I hope Noelle listens to this episode and takes note on how irritating she has been to law students across the nation every time she speaks about the quote-unquote baby bar and how her favorite class is crim pro. By the way, love you both. Glad you all are back. Just in time before I start studying for the bar, I'm taking the whole damn thing in two days, not the baby version. Anyways, turning into your tuning into your episode will be my silver lining from May to July. XOXO, a Texas Valley girl. Bless her heart. Good luck with the bar. I could never and would never. I mean, I think that's like I I'm glad she focused on like Pete Tat because it's was absurd in nature. But I think even before that, the amount of attention Kim has gotten for just saying she might think <laughs> of being a lawyer. Yeah. When she wants to be such a fucking bitch, no ex- excuses, like not trying to apologize for that, about like, get your fucking ass up and work. And then she tried to give context to it and be like, well, they had said I was famous for being famous so right before that. So it was like a little fired up. That It makes all the more like, irritating it's like you didn't get your fucking ass up and work you don't have an undergrad degree and i question her intentions for even becoming a lawyer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because she just like whispered to the wind that she was thinking about it and got a vogue cover Mm -hmm, and like all these people that like live up her ass are like she's changing the world (laughs) and i'm like no she's not she literally doesn't even talk about the most high profile like police shootings or racism or like any bills that matter like she doesn't talk about those she doesn't give a fuck and she just thought being a lawyer would make her seem more credible because she's always been criticized for being like talented for nothing and yes her dad was a very famous lawyer her dad was an entertainment very- lawyer let's yeah he was an entertainment let's lawyer let's be clear and he got someone who murdered his best friend's wife off for murder. Everyone's in agreement on that. You can argue all you want, but like <laughs> almost everybody will say like, yeah, he's probably, he probably fucking killed her. Like that's, 
it's not a thing. And it's, you know, obviously like our lovely writer and we all have friends who have gone through law school. I think like, I just get so irked because it's just like this weird like thing that's like, she's so well-rounded because this person that everyone thought you couldn't be a mom and sexy and a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, one of my friends who listens to this podcast like would literally disappear for like six months at a time because that's how hard she was sitting for the bar Mm -hmm. the actual one the real one uh and then I have a friend that I like grew up with whose parents were like super messed up like they had every they were like on drugs and all these things and she had to go in and out of the foster system probably like five times while we Mm -hmm. were kids and then in high school, high school, she got adopted by this lady and she adopted another girl who had been through like a similar situation that we all grew up with. And like, imagine how hard that is to like, one, be a grown, she was probably like 50, like this lady who never got married, and had kids, adopting two high schoolers who've been like in trouble a million times, like their teachers hate them. Everyone's just like, eh. and, and then meanwhile, my friend lived in the same town where like her parents lived and had to go on the stand mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. testify against her own parents mm-hmm. that like, it wasn't a good environment, like for her to be in like all this shit. She went into the Marine. She did all this shit. Marries her wife is seems super happy. And she's like, I want to be a lawyer. Like I want to be able to help kids like me, like, find their families you know and she's been like working her butt off and it's really fucking hard and she's she keeps like getting super close to passing the bar and then doesn't pass it Mm -hmm. and has to go through this whole rigmarole of like you you start all over you have to pay a bunch of money like like she literally wants to become a lawyer so that she can help kids in the foster system Mm -hmm. and it's like I, this is someone I just like played softball with and I always thought was like the badass chick ever. And I was, I always thought she was hilarious. Like I love her and to see this play out and know that how hard it is. I'm like, if I had to take one more test at Cal Poly, I'm, like, <laughs> it. I'm done with college. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> like she is like after going through all that, barely graduating. Cause she had all kinds of like behavioral issues and people kicking her out of their class barely passed high school went in the marines goes back to undergrad then goes to law school like cranking it trying to get this degree because all she wants to do is become a lawyer to help kids in the foster system it's like then you see the kims of the world and it's like it's just insulting and i hate even being insulted by kim at this point you know it's kind of like we were talking about the will and jada and chris rock of it all it's like i hate being angry with you. I hate being like the white ladies that's like, people are taking law school seriously. (laughs) But at the same time, it is personal because you know people and like our awesome writer that like are really putting their all into this. And it's like, Kim, shut up. (laughs) Get it. When you've passed the real bar or whatever you have to do, or you get an internship at an actual law firm and you go represent someone in court, then talk about it. Then get your Vogue cover. Until then, 
you're just making everybody really upset. <laughs> All the law students of the world are like, what? Like, just excuse me. Yeah. If I had a private jet, a tutor, and a bunch of nannies, and a million dollars, and a dad who was like, Probably on all these legal boards. Yeah, I could probably pass the baby bar after my third attempt. And if you pass the baby bar without a bachelor degree, you're still not a lawyer. Pete and Kim. (laughs) It's just like, it's like that kind of shit. It's just so frustrating. It's like. That's why I I think I I share the sentiment of prison reform. Like every time I hear prison reform, like, like, call it something else, please. It's not prison reform. Don't do it yourself. Dedicate an hour of your Hulu documentary show every week to going and interviewing actual people who work in prison reform. Like we said this when we talked to Ryan this past week. It's like so many celebrities now do shows where there's like a specific focus mm-hmm. and they're like the MC versus like this reality show format. Cause it just doesn't work for the Kardashians anymore. And it's like, make a show about the work that is prison reform. Go meet with a bunch of people, shut the fuck up and let them tell you what it's actually is and what it involves and da 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 or do that about law school like go let law school students tell you what it's actually like to go through law school (laughs) then she's getting like keynote speaking opportunities at like harvard (laughs) and she got that before she even passed the bar the baby bar baby bar um, also, where is the Spotify podcast? You just reminded yeah. me. <laughs> Where's the podcast? Yeah, exactly. They like can just whisper into the wind. I think I'm gonna solve prison reform. And oh, here's a twenty million dollar contract for a podcast that we've never seen. The podcast. Um, I lied. The last one's gonna be something from an anonymous Kardashian ex Kardashian employee. Uh, anonymous ex-Kardashian employee here. I can 100% confirm Kim nor Chloe were ever at headquarters working their fucking asses off, quote unquote. The controlling partners for both Skims and Good American. Uh, wait, sorry. The controlling partners for both Skims and Good American I did see at the office daily. Bullying any employee they did not seem worthy of their presence. The amount of fat shaming, shit talking, and false narratives of lifting women up, all behind a veil of mostly white men telling us what men want to see and no fat chicks allowed. There was someone always crying and being forced to resign or quit weekly. One girl was pushed to tears for forgetting to post happy birthday to one of the sisters on the social media account. Once the shutdown happened, she's talking about for COVID, uh, we were fired via Zoom by HR. Not a thank you or recommendation letter in sight. There are so many dark and twisted stories that came from uh, that c- can be told that came from these offices. Which, if you are, you should not be surprised. The Kardashians are not really around because if you can look up what percentage they own in these companies, not it's not even the majority. So that makes. A lot of things. I think Kathleen, you brought up the point. Maybe we both did as a collective that they're in these deals, and celebrities get these deals just to be the face. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, a good business deal, but like, don't go overboard. Just be like, yeah, I put my name on this because I think it's a cool thing. Like, but they go so over the top, and it's like they can barely interview about their own lives on their own show. Yeah. Why would I think they're going to go into these meetings and be like? 
offering anything of substance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we should adjust the supply chain in this way because it would increase our revenue by like tenfold. No, they don't. They have no idea. Even if they're going and be like, I like that swatch and not that swatch. That's fine. Don't like write a goddamn Forbes article about it. Just be like, we're just here. They're just humoring us if we like pick a swatch. There's probably still gonna like once they leave, the people in the room are gonna be like, actually, this other swatch tested better. Yeah, so, throw that out. Like Liz, Liz was coming out with the shapewear line. Kim coming for Kim. Uh, I do. I think Lizzo was in there cutting fabric and doing all that shit. No, I think they just showed her some shit and they're like, "That's great. That looks well, good." At least though. Lizzo could be like, uh. I n- people that look like me like want shapewear. Like, oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. That is the motivation for sure. And if she can make it marketable, that makes sense. Like that's why it's so annoying yeah. because she always be like, "Back in the third grade, I dyed my tights with that coffee grounds." Like, like you didn't do that. No. Well, you know, for the did you see on the, her Oscar outfit? She was like, "Here are the skims I was wearing underneath. I had to cut them." Uh, I'm like, why are you always turning your shape into an art project? I'm an entrepreneurial genius. I had to cut them, which I love because I love how seeing how we can improve um, yes, skins. Because you don't know what you're doing. We could see skins. Also, you're wearing black boots with a blue dress, and it made me very angry. That ponytail is a hot ass <laughs> fucking mess. Is it a wet ponytail? They fucking think like glasses. Oh my god, it was a mess. I think too the shapewear thing. It's like you cut it because you're so short. You're like four, Body's like five short. two. Of course, you have to cut your shapewear. Well, and like, I wonder why she's wearing it so much. I feel it's just, I don't know, setting like these unrealistic standards of like smoothness. Even mm-hmm, though mm-hmm. you know that she photoshops her pictures, mm-hmm. whereas like someone with actual like. W- anything on their body well, that, someone who hasn't had a bbl let's be honest yes, bbl right. liposuction yeah. working on at 4 a.m with what's her toes <laughs> what's her toes the shapewear isn't meant to like make you perfectly smooth it's yeah give you a shape yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah fabric yeah. over it you know and she i love like, saying it just sculpts me so well girl, dr simon sculpted you Sculpts me. Oh, sculpts me. So there's like a smooth line. And sometimes it's not even smooth. You always look extremely uncomfortable. It was very tight. She even said herself that shape was not easy to get on. I'm like, I bet you were in there, girl. Um, yeah, that's not really what the purpose was meant for. But no, nonetheless. But nonetheless, Lizzo's coming for that coin. Lizzo's sizes are from 6X too extra small so she's like broaden it even more like so now it'll be interesting to see if good because i feel like every time a celebrity does something and it's successful like if lizzo's successful skims will like bend to that like now we offer success because they kind of did it when rihanna's makeup came out and everyone was like oh shit and kylie's makeup and people are like yeah we offer lip kits too the dual thing Ah. but i mean even chloe like i think it was today I got a good American like story. It might've been an ad where they were like dressing this girl who was bigger in like one of their bathing suits. Mm -hmm. And they're like, see how it's convertible. And they kind of like smooshed down like (laughs) this. It's just like losing her. And I was like, that's not like that. 
that didn't look good on the skinny person and doesn't look good on the not skinny person. And you're like making this woman feel like a object. Like, like it was very uncomfortable. Like, oh my God, if she can wear this, surely you well, can. You're getting these videos from Chloe, like standing so uncomfortably in the gym that she looks like she's going to pass out. It's like, <laughs> if Lizzo wants to be like, this is a thing I think people would feel more comfortable in. I'm more inclined to believe her. In this family. I do too. The only thing I don't like about, I didn't like about Lizzo's, uh, the pictures I saw, they were really poor quality for one. But for two, I don't, I get you're a big girl. You don't have to do a photo shoot with food. Like for me, that was like the weird part. They're in shapewear and they're like around a bunch of French fries. And I'm like, oh God, you don't have to make the food a thing. It's shapewear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just... I just would, I think Skims does a decent job with like their branding. Mm. The fabrics seem really nice. I just would just like do some stuff once in a while. Kim puts out way too much stuff. Every week. I think, what is it now? Vintage? Vintage line? You do not need to tell us the tights you were wearing at the Academy Awards. (laughs) Also, you looked very uncomfortable. So like that doesn't help. So I just wish they would just mail it in like every other celebrity that has a brand. I had to cut the bottoms off, which I love because we can always improve the brand. Um, I'm smarter than everyone in the room. And Chloe told me that if you're the smartest person in the room, then you need to get your fucking ass up and create a new room. Where only people around you will kiss your ass and say (laughs) yes. That's why Larsa had to go. Like, I was just way too smart. And she was really? like, I don't know her. This <laughs> um, food god, I know him because he will literally tell me I'm pretty every hour of the day. And also he knows where I buried all the bodies in my backyard. Lick my ass whenever I ask. <laughs> um, we are on Ryan's So Bad, So Good. <laughs> That's probably not what it is. So Bad, It's Good. With it's Ryan. good. Thank you. We're on that this week, talking our shit. And then the store is still open, still popping. I'll tell you this, Kathleen, I forgot to tell you. Uh, They took down your Kim Kardashian design, and I think it's because of the cuss words. That's the only thing I could think of. But it's like, it's such an iconic line. Yeah. I'll get past the censors. Yes. (laughs) Freedom of speech. I had to go to work last week. I went, like, in person. That's why we didn't have a podcast. And then this week I'm catching up on a bunch of stuff. So I feel like I'm a little behind. I swear I have a few uh, merch ideas in my pocket. Like, I really want to make a Skeet one and a Julia Fox one. So there's things of real in. So I'll see if I can figure out, uh, get your fucking ass up and work, (laughs) Um, design that won't get flat. (laughs) <laughs> and like you said, when the show starts April 14th, maybe we'll have some more yeah. like weird. And, yeah, if you guys ever have any ideas, I know there's a few too from the old designs that people have talked about. It just take me a little while because my little bitch cousin uh deleted all my Dropbox files and somehow they went off my computer. He's like a tech wizard, like gamer, so I don't know what he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little jerk. I thought I was being a nice aunt and gave him my desktop. Muy interesante. Yeah. So. I think that's all the announcements. That's it. That's that. That's that. Well, we love you guys. Well, I hope nobody gets slapped at the Grammys this weekend. Uh- <laughs>
Or maybe we do hope so we can change the conversation. Host, right? And him and Kanye had their thing. And Kanye's just been lying in wait, so I'm very uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm just waiting for him to say something. Ah. Well, have a good week. We'll talk to you later, skaters. Bye.